Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. I'm your coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and I'm here to share all my ups, downs, and all-arounds of being a mom to my gorgeous Adia, owning a fitness business called Define London, and truly managing being a unsingle single mom as we cheer on my husband and his amazing business in Uganda. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Is this a mic check? You heard that right. Uganda, and he is not doing the daily commute. So each week, I will be joined by a fellow inspiring, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We all need to take a deep breath together. We try, we navigate, and not be too hard on ourselves. I get it. I am human, and failures simply happen. I am not shiny, and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am, at its best and worst, busy mumsy. Before we get started with this week's show, I need to give a huge shout out to my much loved sponsor, the one and only Fabletics. I adore the brand and everything that they do and have been a fangirl for some time. I had my first subscription of their leggings arrive to my New York City apartment back in 2014, and it's been fab for me ever since. Not only are they supporting the podcast, but to support you, my other busy mumsies, they've also created a special listener-only deal, which is two pairs of beautiful leggings for just 24 pounds. I mean, come on, guys. That's just 12 pounds per pair or just six pounds per leg. Trust me, your legs will thank you for this one, my busy mumsies. For more info and to grab this exclusive offer from my friends at Fabletics, click the link in the show notes right now. Now let's get into the conversation. Welcome back to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. I hope you guys are doing great and feeling wonderful. I, I'm going to be the, the weather reporter right now and just say that, you know, it's 50s and 60s here in London. So that means that everyone is stripping down and getting naked in the park because the sun's out. And I don't know why everyone does this here, but they do. And I'm, I guess I'm here to watch it. I still will put my scarf on and my hat and go on my merry way. But with that said, okay, moms, let's, let's talk for a second. Let's talk about sun's out and the feeling that you get of, oh God, that means I have to put on shorts, swimsuits, all of the things that go with summer. And does your mind flip out into crazy shit because mine goes into crazy shit. Yes, I teach fitness and all that stuff, but I am a girl's girl and I get it. And the need to like have to kind of lose the baby weight and all of that bullshit that goes with it is just stupid. And I just really wish that I personally could flip the narrative in my brain. And I hope that you could flip the narrative in your brain. Anyways, I have someone on the Busy Mumsy podcast today that has built a 10-year fitness empire, and I'm a total girl fan. It's Simone De La Rue. Let me just say, I'm excited to chat with her about a show that she was on, you know, this small little show with this small little family, um, you know, the Kardashians. So they did this show called Revenge Body, and it's such a sharp name. It's such a sharp title. And there was an interview that Simone did because she was the lead trainer on the TV show. And there was an interview that she did and she talks about it and she said, well, yeah, I really like the name Renew Body. And I loved it. I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like that resonates with me. And I'm actually so excited to have her on the podcast today to talk about that. I want to talk about a Renew Body. Let's flip the narrative. Let's get out of our fucking batshit crazy minds and flip the narrative and be like, 
love myself and find a renewed body in this new skin and being a fabulous busy mumsy. Simone De La Rue, welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you honestly have no idea how excited and nervous. If if there could be like signs and emojis and pointers coming at me right now, they would be coming from every different direction of saying nervous butterflies and my serious girl fan confession uh, that I have for you. I um, have been watching you just, well, everyone globally has been watching you girl boss it with Body by Simone for the past 10 years. 10 years you have been crushing the business and congratulations on your uh, 10-year anniversary. Um, It's a glorious, wonderful thing. Um, Many of the listeners already know that you also were a part of Revenge Body. And it was a big series that was on. You were one of the lead trainers. Now, I'm starting with this because, well... You actually have no reason, no understanding as to what I'm going to start with or questions that I'm going to ask you because what I love and what I want to do with this busy mumsy community is it just feel as organic and natural and sticky and icky and all of those things, right? Because that's motherhood, right? So, oh, yeah. With, with that said, <laughs> we, I, I want to start with Revenge Body because I recently was listening to a beautiful podcast that you were on and you actually preferred the name Renew Body. And I loved it. <laughs> and it just spoke to me and I feel like it will speak to moms globally. So I want to ask you out the gate, what was your renew outlook on yourself, both body and mind, after you had Oscar? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I saw my body and the female body in a totally different light. You know, as being a dancer and then being in fitness, you know, our body has always been our tool. It's what we've, you know, you display yourself always in a crop top and leggings and, you know, you're all about your strength and femininity. And um, I just had always been in shape and always been fit and I had taken that for granted. And it was not until I had Oscar and I had a C-section and I couldn't even, you know, sit up out of bed the first couple of days, let alone, you know, it took two weeks to walk around the block. And I had, that for me was my aha moment of, wow, this is what it must feel like to start a fitness journey for someone who's never exercised, who hasn't eaten well and just thinks like, you know, how do I possibly even do that? So for me, the the word, I guess the renew, I felt like I was starting again from scratch, starting afresh. And so I was renewing my commitment to my, to my body and to myself, but I was seeing my self in a whole different light um you know as a mother now and as a caregiver and um as someone who likes someone beginning their fitness journey from the very beginning it was a struggle and hard and challenging and I was tired and I didn't have the energy so I had a newfound respect for women and for mothers because Oscar's three now, correct? Yeah, um, well, end of the month, he'll be three. End of the month, three. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to later ask you for, for all of the tips and tricks of I'm at the bottom of the pool with a two-year-old, like yeah. struggling in terrible twos right now. But mm. so he's three, he's nearing three years old. It's, it's a beautiful thing. 
in your now three years of being a mom, what, what would you, what do you know now? Like, what is it that you know now that, you know, before you had Oscar, you're like, oh, no, no, it's going to be, this is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. But now, now where are you with, with your journey? I've always been very ambitious and very driven and work always came first before anything. Um, and that's why I didn't have Oscar till I was 43. So it was quite late in life to, to have a child. And I'm so glad that I did have a career and a life before him because from the moment that he was born, everything else has come second. He is, you know, the light of my life, the love of my life. And and, you know, in some ways, I wish that I had done it sooner. I wish that I would, ha- you know, be able to have more than one child. I'm obviously very blessed and grateful to have him. Um, but, um, yeah, everything shifted. He became the main focus. Um, and it, it wasn't about work anymore. It wasn't about my needs. It was about him. So that, um, you know, was huge for me because I was always about like bigger and better and building and, you know, and the one I think silver lining that's come out of the pandemic is prior to that, you know, I was in London trying to build my London studio, pregnant, heavily pregnant. And then like eight weeks after giving birth, I was there trying to teach class and it was just exhausting, impossible. And I was trying to balance everything. And then COVID hit. Um, and, you know, and then I was back and then we closed the studio. And now that I, you know, it was absolutely heartbreaking. But now that I look at it, I feel very grateful because it kept me at home. It kept me with him, you know. So the past two years, I've been with him every single day. The longest I've been apart from him has been three hours. So it's really given me that gift, which I don't think I would have had if you know, the world was normal and I would have just been dragging him everywhere trying to say, hurry up and <laughs> catch up and here's a weight and lift something. Or <laughs> And how did you navigate the emotions with that? Because I, I definitely w- w- want to ask, with the past two years of the pandemic and what not only the fitness industry has injured, but just globally all businesses, I mean, big, small, you name it, um, it's all been impacted. Um, how did you handle navigating all of your, 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 your huge empire. How did you navigate that with Oscar there on your hip, there by your side? And not only just like, you know, you have to navigate, but also just showing him the emotion, emotionally, like that connection, but then not having him, I guess, aware of, you know, it's, it's not perfect. It's perfect on Instagram, but I'm sorry, life mm-hmm. is not perfect, right? So oh, how, oh no. <laughs> how have you separated and navigated in all of that? Yeah, I, you know, I always wanted to work hard and have uh, a business that I could show my son that, you know, um, this is what you do if you work hard and you have a dream and, you know, you have drive. And to have that taken away, um, you know, my business is now running at like 50% of what it was two years ago. That is absolutely heartbreaking. And I know I definitely fell into a depression at the start of COVID because I thought I was going to lose everything. And it's the idea of, you know, 10 years of hard work and that being taken away when you're not ready. It's, it's one thing to say, I'm ready to retire or I'm ready to sell or, you know, but to have it taken away in the height of the success when you, you know, you, you're doing well is, is just soul destroying. So I was actually very grateful to have him because as you said, I didn't ever want him to see me in that place. You know, I wanted to uh, always try and 
um, be open and honest with him and I'll have honest conversations. And that's one thing that we'll talk about a little bit later when we talk about parenting. And, and I think it's always good to speak to your child like an adult because they're very aware of everything that's going on. Um, but I also wanted to be strong for him and show him that, you know, strength and resilience um, and, you know, positive affirmations and positive thinking will win out in the end. Um, but it was very challenging. And I, I think I thank God and the universe that I had him because I think I would have, you know, really, really fallen into a deep hole if I'd lost the business and I didn't have, you know, him to put my energy into. Ah, oh, beautiful. And I, I, I have to say, I actually had Adia, uh, my daughter, four weeks before we went into lockdown. Uh. And <laughs> I too find that if I didn't have that beautiful, screaming, crying, but wonderful <laughs> child there to my side. I, th- I think that the actual, you know, shifting of the business to virtual, because you did as well, you you instantly mm-hmm. went right on to Zoom and you all you have always had an on-demand platform that you have always kept running for years. So I, I, I did not have that, but we, we shifted right over to Zoom. And I think for the mental clarity of just knowing that I could go and teach and she could be there, it, it actually turned into this like beautiful scenario, like the, the best and worst case scenario that you could have mm-hmm. with the business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, it's such a weird thing because it has been great because we've been able to connect with so many more people through Zoom, but you just, I still miss that inhuman experience. Like there's nothing like teaching a class, a live class to people that you can see them smile and, you know, feel the energy in the room. Um, you know, I still will always miss that. But another silver lining from COVID is that we were able to connect with a lot more people. And as you said, <laughs> you could be Zooming and you've got like, I've got my Ugg boots on right now. So don't <laughs> tell anyone, you know. <laughs> and um, you know, literally your child is right next to you or you're breastfeeding under the Zoom. I've been known to do that too. I have Zoom meetings. I'm literally in the early days, he was like breastfeeding down here. I was thinking if anyone could see what's happening right now. <laughs> it's Simon, Simone De La Rue, the ultimate uh, multitasker. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that is brilliant. Now with with COVID and and everything that did happen, um not only were you, you know, in in the early stages with Oscar, but then you were also we we all in in the fitness world especially as everyone became that fitness expert overnight. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, It's like you 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 refresh Instagram and then all of a sudden everyone from I'm not even going to say names, but just everyone and anyone became that fitness expert. And how do you feel that that affected your business or do you think that it it amplified in, in, in a better way? You know, I'm a love, I have a love hate relationship with social media. Um, And for many years I used it as my marketing tool and a way for me to connect with followers and, you know, clients, but it's now become, um, so oversaturated and so competitive and it's it's a full-time job and I, I was actually saying to my mum yesterday he's like I run a business I have staff you know I have physical locations I don't have time to sit there and film you know 10 reels a day and edit them and put you know fabulous titles and music and that is a full-time job you know and especially when you're running a business you're like hang on a minute what but I found it very frustrating because 
for young women, they may say, see a fit influencer on, you know, social media and think, oh, I'm going to copy their exercise or I'm going to copy their workout because if I do, my body will look like theirs. Now, I think it's brilliant and I think it's wonderful to have inspiration, someone to aspire to. However, it's very important, especially for young developing women. You know, I always say, do your research on that person. Do they have the qualifications to be telling you how many reps of a certain exercise you could do? Or this will build your booty. Like, do they have the knowledge? Do they have the qualifications? And the majority of the time, the influencers don't. They just look fabulous in leggings and a brow top. Um, you know, so uh, everyone was then, you know, what was that banana bread we were doing? But then everyone was a cook and everyone's a chef and everyone, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of shoved down our throats about, listen to me, do this, do that. So as someone, you know, who's been working in the industry for over 10 years, I did find that frustrating because, you know, we work so hard at our craft and, you know, it's not just a hobby for us and it's not, we're not just influencers. We're trying to change people's lives. And so, yeah, um, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll end up keeping you here for an hour yeah. if you want it. Well, I'm, I'm happy to report that I never went down the banana bread route. Um, yeah. I, I think that I was, I think Ricky, both he and I were trying to figure out what formula Adia was supposed to be on during yeah. that, that that first six week uh, mm-hmm. uh, situation. But I I will say um, with with the dieting and and everything that kind of goes with it. So my busy mumsies, as you know from listening to the show, I wanted to make this podcast to support my other mama bears out there. Those of us who are juggling family life, work life, health, and everything else that we attempt to cram into our day. One of the biggest words that kept coming up for me when I thought of creating this podcast was empowerment, which led me to reaching out to one brand in particular who could support my listeners, a brand which is the epitome of empowerment, in my opinion, Fabletics. I always feel amazing when I'm wearing their gorgeous items, and I want you to have that same experience too. Look, like a lot of moms, I'm a leggings gal. I live and breathe in them. Even when I was expecting Adia, I just rocked out their pregnancy range. So thank you, Fabletics, for making me feel fab when I wasn't feeling my most fabulous. They offer loud, fun, vibrant colors, which matches my personality, loud and coffee infused. They also offer streamlined staples that work well from workout to brunch. So here's what to do. Click the link in the show notes now and you, my busy mumsies, can grab two beautiful pairs of stunning leggings for just 24 pounds. Trust me when you see yourself in these leggings, your legs, your tushy are going to be like boom shakalaka. You're going to feel fab. Click the link in the show notes right now to get this exclusive offer. I love that Fabletics have come on board as our sponsor for this episode. So check out the link as supporting them also helps to support this show too. Did you find after having Oscar, did you give yourself grace and time when it came to you and your body coming back to be in the glorious physical shape that it is in. And for anyone that is listening, please go to Simon De La Rue official because you will see her in all of her glory. Did did you find that there was pressure there or did you, or did you just kind of like approach it as like, you know what, I'm, I'm doing me, I'm a mom first and then the rest will just kind of come into play. Yeah. I found that my body really became a, um, 
a tool to keeping him alive, you know, because I, I wanted to have a natural birth. I had a very long labor and I had an emergency C-section. So I was very disappointed that I didn't get to have that natural birth. So I was Oh, wait, determined- I, I have to ask, though. I'm, I'm so yeah. sorry to inter- interject, but why? Why? Why did I want the natural yeah. birth? Yeah, I, 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 well, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just forgetting <laughs> I think it's just a, it's a like a dancer mentality, you know, that we're always like, I'm struff, I'm, I'm strong, I'm tough, I can, I'm resilient, my body is my temple, I can do this. And, you know, I, I wanted to have that experience in a way of the pain and the, I, I don't know, it, it's just, I guess, what society puts on us still now that, you know, you know, a natural birth is better than a C-section. So I mean, at that point when his heart rate had dropped, I was like, just do whatever you have to, you know, you just get him out safely. But yeah, I think it's just that old mentality that you want, you know, you want to get nat- birth them naturally because you're the, you're the hero, the woman, you know, to survive that. But it was more imperative to me to breastfeed. So I stuck at that and stuck at it. And I ended up breastfeeding for 18 months. Oh, wow. So that, the interesting thing is when when you're you're literally burning so many calories when you're breastfeeding, so you have to eat more. So it was it was weird. I remember my husband was just cooking me food and cooking me food, and I was eating oats and just eating so much to produce the milk. So for the first time in my life, I was eating more than I ever had. Um, but it was also me thinking, well, I need to do this because this is how I feed my child, and this is I'm using my body, you know, to 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 feed him. So that was really interesting, and also you know, I was, I was terrified about doing any abdominal work again, you know, trying to like develop that reconnection to the core after having that C-section. Cause it's, it is quite intense surgery when you think about, you know, I, they I, cut through all the layers. I had it as well. I, I, <laughs> I, had, I, I did have Adiavi's, uh, a C-section, um, but I, I will um, admit, I, I actually signed up for that. Oh, which is why I was so adamant of hearing your story as to why you really wanted to have natural. And I I think that everyone deserves to have their own plan and, Mm -hmm. you know, should not be, you know, judged for it. Um, For me, I just, my husband travels a lot. And so Mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking, you know, 2020 pandemic. I was thinking 2020, February 20th, Addie is going to be born. And then my husband's going to go back to Uganda. So I need to make sure that my ducks are in a row and I can keep her healthy, strong on the right plan. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to be kind of doing this on my on my own. On your own. um, Mm -hmm. And plus the business. So I Mm -hmm. that is just where I was tunnel vision on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I, I don't think that there's any sort of right, wrong. There's just experience and learning and growing from it, right? Absolutely. It's that idea of like, don't ever, I always say to young moms, don't ever, like, listen to people's advice, take it on, you know, like, listen, but like, make up your own mind and don't compare because every single person's journey is different, you know, and how you get there, it, it doesn't matter. So I think that's, you know, and going back to the the mum body, yeah, you know, when we're so used to use, this is our tool, like this is our thing, you know? And when, when you just have a baby, you're literally, I remember doing something on Instagram and pulling down my leggings and just, uh, cause I wanted women to see like, this is what you look like after birth and showing my belly, you know, when people had been used to always seeing a six pack. And I think we need to be doing more of that showing that like, you don't just bounce back. You know, I hate that word. I hate that phrase bounce back or get your body back because your body's actually never going to look the same or feel the same, but you have a beautiful child to show for it, you know, but it's just like, 
developing that strength again um and you know slowly it takes nine months to put on the weight it can take that and more to take it off um but yeah your child comes first at this point it's not it's it's honestly as soon as they come out it's not about you it's so not about you (laughs) I mean I actually prefer my no ever again (laughs) I I actually had to explain that to my husband because he got you know pushed down on the totem pole as well yeah um because because it truly it, it truly is about that glorious screaming, beautiful cry Mm -hmm. (laughs) and all of the things that go with Mm -hmm. it. And even back to body image with Mm. the clients that you work with, how were you personally navigating it though? Because it's, it's easy to kind of like, you know, shift and say, well, for the client and for their bodies and it's the best route to go. How did you like still back to it of like navigate because you were a dancer first. You were a, mm-hmm. you know, a professional, you know, on the West End, on Broadway and, you know, you know, internationally touring, all of those things. We are instilled at a very, very young age, body, 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 right? It's like, do you fit into the costume? Or you don't get the gig. Do you, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I'm, just like, I'm, think, I'm thinking about three of my shows right now in my head going, Oh my God. I, I think I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get Pippin if I fit in that costume. And I, lo and behold, I fit into the costume and I got it. But it's, it's so crazy that that's instilled in us at such a young age. Do you find you're, I'm in my forties, you're in your forties that your brain flips to that still? Or have you been able to completely wipe it away? I struggle with it now in the fact that I'm 47, I'll be 48 this year. And my body does look and feel different. I don't, you know, I I don't have the energy that I used to. Like I just used to get up and be like, come on, let's have the day. You know, and I would train seven people in a row and then I would go and, you know, do a house visit and or I just, I, I could not do that anymore. I, I physically just, I don't have the energy. I think partly that has to do with hormones, hormone levels. Um, you know, they say it takes three years after giving birth to for your hormones to level out as I, I'm trying to decide whether I'm actually premenopausal at this point. Um, so there's like so much of that that comes into play, but I think, yeah, I just, after having a child, you do view your body differently and that's, that's okay because, I don't know, every time I look at him, I'm like, well, yeah, I've got stretch marks on my belly now and they're always going to be there, but I've got him. So, Those I don't know, once again, I think, yeah, I think I, I'm glad that I was a little bit older once again so that the, um, you know, the impetus on having to get the body, you know, back to what it was before before pregnancy has shifted a little because I've had a great career and, you know, I mean, focusing on motherhood now. Now, with the the focus on motherhood, and still you have an incredible career, you have also shifted some some visions down life coaching. And mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. did I read this right that you were recently trained with with Ziva meditation? I know I've known her for years. Okay, um, and she used to teach uh, meditation in my um, Body by Simone studio in New York. Oh, amazing! I thought that you were going yeah. more so like down like with with meditation and life coaching that direction. I was like so excited to to see this new this new route for you. Yeah, so it kind of happened organically only because we're what we were talking about earlier, like the state of our mental health when, when the pandemic hit and it it was authentic to me because it was how I was feeling. 
And, you know, what I've learned over the past 10 years and doing Revenge Body and working with clients all the time is that, you know, you can give anybody a meal program, you can give anyone a workout program, you can give them all the tools, but unless they're willing to do the work, they're not going to see the change. And people think, I want to lose 30 pounds, I'm just going to go on this diet, I'm going to just do cardio every day and I'll lose the 30 pounds. People don't realize that it's it's not really about that. It's about the mindset. It's about whether you believe you're worthy. Like what are the mental and emotional and spiritual blocks that get in the way and stop you from being the best version of yourself? You know, what's the trauma or emotional baggage that you're carrying that won't allow you to shift that weight? So the like the life coach, health coach work, I've been doing already for 10 years because, you know, as a trainee, you, you end up becoming a therapist to a lot of people. You hear more, you know, than a lot of their family hears often. And so it was really just all my years of working with clients to realize that it's got nothing to do with the weight and it's actually got nothing to do with the workout program. It's the mindset, you know, and it's like looking at changing those small, shifting small behavior and patterns to set yourself up for a good day, set yourself up for a success you know, putting those goals down and, you know, being able to achieve them. And and most of all, especially for women, is the self-love aspect and the, you know, believing that they are worthy, worthy of putting their time and energy into themselves. So, yeah, it's kind of happened organically, but it's also something that I've been doing for years and years and years. And I, I wanted to just bring more attention to that, especially coming out of the pandemic when all of our mental health suffered. You know, like I always say now, you know, I was the celebrity trainer. Like, how do you get so-and-so's abs do this? How do you get so-and-so's butt do this? And now I was like, I don't want to be known as that. I want to be known as like, how does exercise make you feel? If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling anxiety, you know, if you do a 10-minute workout, what do, rather than how do I look at, you know, my, how does my six-pack look? How does that make you feel? Did that clear your mind? Did it energize you? You know, did it put a smile on your face? So that's finding, kind of where my work is shifting now. Yeah, it's finding longevity in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and what a beautiful, exactly. selfish, and I think selfish in a very positive way to be, is mm-hmm. that, you know, you you went through nine months of caring and nurturing a human inside of you, and now, you know, you, you have a child, and, you know, back to you and back to th- those moments of like, oh, gosh, I need to, like, really work on the internal me because mm-hmm. then that way everyone else gets your best you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, we, we all want to be able to give our best self to everyone. And especially for that little human that's looking up at, at us and relying on us every day, uh, 24 yeah. seven, if you will. Um, before you leave me, and I honestly mm-hmm. could, could seriously talk to you for hours on end because my, my, ner- <laughs> my nerves are finally starting to flood away, Simone. Shake it out. Shake it they're, out. They're shake it out. Shake it out. burpees and you're so good. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I've never been a burpee girl ever. No. <laughs> um, but I, I, I just want you to give our beautiful, busy, mumsy listeners um, advice. Any advice from you to our expecting soon to be busy mumsies, any sort of advice that was given to you before you had Oscar or something that you have learned in your three years of being a magical mom, what would you like to hand down to the up and coming busy mumsy? Yeah, I think um, going back to the self-love and self-care aspect, once you have a child, you know, it's not about you anymore. So, you know, if, if you're leading up to, to giving birth or expecting, 
do all those things that you wanted to do for yourself. Like really, you know, pamper yourself, give yourself that time um, because you you won't get that back and life is is about to change, but it's 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 about to become more beautiful. But I think, you know, if you want to take that baby moon or if you want to, you know, go on a retreat or if you want to have a massage or a, um, a facial or a, do some form of exercise or something to treat yourself, do it because there's not going to be time for that <laughs> after, after having a baby. And then I think also just do you. You know, we, we all have our own experience. Um, and some people will give you horror stories and other people will, you know, speak so highly of it. And I think it's, it's nice to listen and hear what other people have to say, but just be authentic in your own journey. Don't make comparisons and just be prepared for anything because I think that's the other thing when you're a control freak, like I think we both are, you know, you run the day, you run everything. And then when you're about to give birth, it's like, this is out of my hands you know it's just like this I'm just I'm I'm going with this so I think you know just being present in the moment and and don't compare your own journey the beautiful icky sticky play-doh mm-hmm. paint mess um <laughs> is is truly all worth it Simone thank you so so much for your time and tuning in from la la land as I like to say yeah <laughs> the, the sunshine state so thank you so much and um you have a glorious day My pleasure. And give your beautiful Bubba a big kiss and a cuddle. Will do. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Busy Mumsy Podcast. If you have enjoyed this week's show, then please, please give it some extra love wherever you download your podcast and give it a five-star rating, a high five, a kickball change, a yes, yes, go Busy Mumsies. And don't forget, you can find out more information about this week's guest, what we discussed, and everything else related to the world of Busy Mumsy by clicking the link in the show notes down below. Before we sign off, I've got to say one final massive thank you to the sponsor of this episode, Fabletics. I genuinely love this brand. If you follow me on social media, you have most likely seen me in their items in almost every photo and definitely every Define London video. I live in their leggings. I freaking love the collaborations they have with celebrities like Vanessa Hudgens, Maddie Ziegler, Anika Hart. Wait, hold on. Anika Hart, she's got gorgeous kids and I'm sure a few busy mumsy tales to say. So we got to get her on the Busy Mumsy podcast. Well, anyways, click the link in the show notes right now as my Busy Mumsies get an exclusive offer. Two beautiful pair of stunning leggings for just 24 pounds. So go on with your bad self. Click that link in the show notes right now before you head off into your Busy Mumsy day. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.